this is a practical thing for you, the five senses of spiritual experience, how our bodies are an outrain prophetic sign of how to operate in the spiritual realm. That's possibly the weirdest title I've ever had for a sermon. The five senses of spiritual experience, how our bodies are an outrain of a, of a prophetic sign of how to operate in the spiritual realm. Let me just really quick here, I'll establish this. It's, it's because I want to move you forward in experiencing and walking in the spirit realm. The illiteracy around the spirit realm is shocking, actually, in the body of Christ. Um, we've done run things like Robert's Rules of Orders, how we run the government of the church. We're building things like businesses, running our things like businesses. And there is a new, there's a kingdom, and God needs a spiritual people, a people that move in the spirit, that operate in the spirit, not just manifestations of the spirit or fruits. We love those, but they're easy once you get the spirit moving, okay? But it's, it's getting us to be a spiritual people that is the challenge. So let me lay this out for you biblically, give you a couple examples, and I'll pray. Genesis 2.7 says that when the Lord made us, this is the recipe of man, he formed the man from the material dust of the ground, and then he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature. So we have natural realm dust. We've got breath of God. We know what that is. The Spirit of God produces this soul. And what we have then clearly is God made man to dwell and operate in both the spiritual and the natural realm. It's not normal for you just to navigate, nor normal for you to majority navigate only, your life by natural senses, your life by natural, what you feel in your body, what you think with your mind, what you, everything you see. We're called to navigate and actually rule. <laughs> he made us kings because he gives them authority in the chapter before in both of these realms. The problem is, is that because of the fall of Adam, we have a predilection toward, an obsession with, we practice in a natural, to the natural realm. And I'm pro-natural realm. I want to use my body. I'm not Gnostic like the body's evil, okay? I want to do those things. But the body is just a prophetic sign of the real and eternal realm in the spirit realm. Romans 1.19 says, For what can be known about God is plain to all humans because God's shown it to them. How do he do it? For his invisible attributes, attributes. What kind of attributes? The adjective? Invisible. Namely, these things, the eternal power and his divine nature have been clearly perceived or seen in the NIV ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made so that people are without excuse. I used to say, I almost wish I could require every believer to memorize this passage or this verse because this verse basically says this is the purpose for the natural realm. Why did God make galaxies and stars macro and micro level? Why did he do it? So he could communicate something. And what he's communicating is the glory of who he is. This is why he made. How do we see what's invisible? Well, the natural realm is preaching. That's why we, sorry, I'm going to get the foundation. This is why I have a problem with Genesis 1-2. The earth is in chaos and darkness is all over. It's not preaching the right sermon. The earth is supposed to preach the glories of God. It's to preach that realm. And so are our bodies. Genesis 1-3 says, in this realm, it says in the same thing in Christian, let there be light. God said, and there was light, and God saw the light was good, and then God separated the light from the darkness, and God called the light day, and the darkness night, and there was evening, and there was morning the first day. So the first day is the separation or the division of light and darkness, one's day, one's night. Does anybody want to tell me what day the sun was created? Come on. I'll give an extra prize. It's four. It's day four. 
So my question for you is, three days later, we get what makes day and night uh, our reality. What the heck's going on in, well, what's going on in day one is this is not about natural light only. This is the light coming out from God and the darkness coming out from the enemy. And it's a prophetic sign. Every day you have a prophetic sign of the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. And the sun, of all the names we could give to it, the sun every day goes down, dies, and raises again every day. You get death and resurrection every day in a 24-hour period. I'm telling you that that whole thing is preaching a sermon. Preaching a sermon as the Lord reigns over the light, okay? And he's going to do that in the darkness and he raises from the dead. Colossians 1.15, he, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. He's the imaging. He's an imager. He's the outreign of what is the invisible God in heaven. So the outward natural realm is an outreign of the realities of the spiritual realm. The unseen God and realm are to be known, experienced, perceived, and re related with just as the seen realm. I want to say it again. The out. The outer realm is the outer realm, but the unseen, this invisible realm, it's in this room right now. Right now in this room, the invisible realm. There are angels in this room. I brought mine. How about you? I fear the Lord, so they're encamping around me. I've got angels. I've, had, I've been preaching before, and people go, I saw your angels up there. And I'm like, they, I don't know, sometimes they feel like they're shocking me. I'm like, well, of course they were there. I'm glad you got a little view into it, but I've known they're there. The angels are here. There's also probably evil spirits here in the heavenly realms, according to Ephesians chapter 6. There's a whole bunch going on in the spirit realm right now in this place. And the church has relegated herself to just thinking about good sermons and having life improvement skills when we need to learn how to navigate the spirit realm. Because the primary problem, the root of reality, is in the spirit realm. The fruit that's going to come and go is in the natural realm. Let me say it again. The root of reality is in the spirit realm. The root of you as a person is in your spirit. So, the five senses in your body were not just random creations by God so you could stay alive. Well, I gotta get them a nose so they can breathe and smell. I gotta get them, I gotta get them taste buds so they get, I gotta get them eyes so they don't bump into stuff. That's not what the Lord's doing. When the Lord's making us, he's thinking with divine design and he's preaching. I'm telling you, your body is a sermon. Your body is a sermon about how to navigate not only the natural realm, but the spirit realm. So, the five senses of the body speak of how we experience the invisible God in his heavenly realm. And it's all through your Bible. Now, these are called anthropomorphic, some, by some people, little illustrations. But I, I think they're reality of how we move. So, you have five senses, right? You, you have sight, you have hearing, you have taste, touch, and smell. All of us have five senses. It's how our body suit relates with this natural realm right now. Those five senses I am offering to you are prophetic signs of what you're supposed to do in the spirit realm. And this should be part of discipleship. This is We should disciple about this, okay? So, I'm going to prove this to you. Insight. insight. Ephesians 1.18 says, Having the eyes of your heart enlightened so that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. The eyes of your what, everybody? Not skull, not eye socket, the eyes of your heart. You're supposed to see in the spirit realm. You're not supposed to just look frustrated, like, wonder what God's doing. Wonder what the spirit's doing. You're made to be a seer. 
You're made to see. So Paul knows that about the Ephesian believers and is praying, God, enlighten the eyes. Enlighten their eyes because they're walking blindly and they're not seeing the spiritual realm. They think they're supposed to fight each other. They don't know it's spiritual forces of wickedness. It takes a spirit of revelation and the eyes of the spirit to see those things around us. Hearing Isaiah 30, 21, and I'm picking one of tons of verses for every one of these. But it says, and your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, or a voice behind you saying, this is the way walk in it when you turn to the right or when you turn to the left. This is one of the multiple places that talk about you and I hearing the word of the Lord. Hearing, it doesn't mean a sermon here. It means literally you're hearing a voice from the invisible God. And I believe that's true for every believer. If I go to John 10, it's my sheep will hear my voice. So I'm asking you now as I go through this, how are you doing seeing the spirit realm? How are you doing hearing the invisible shepherd? Because I promise you, he's speaking and you can hear. He's moving and you can see, but you got to learn how to do that. Taste. Psalms 34, 8 says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. When's the last time you tasted the Lord? When you tasted him, savored him, and went, oh, that's good. I don't mean just a thought about him. I mean him, everybody. Him. You taste. This is what David's saying. Taste and see. You can savor. You have taste buds in the spirit realm where you can feed on the Lord. Now, did it get weird in the room? Is everybody okay? Sorry. Touch. Luke 8, 46, Jesus said, someone touched me, for I perceive that power has gone out from me. So the woman presses through and hits, gets to Jesus, him of the garment story, you know it. Jesus says, who touched me, this statement, the disciples go, what, what is your deal? We're going through a crowd. A whole bunch of people, like 15 people bumped into you in the last 30 seconds. What do you mean somebody touched me? He's like, no, 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 somebody touched me. Because power, they drew power out from me. I just love this story. Because Jesus not even paying attention. And he's the power source. If faith, Because this woman didn't just touch, she did it with her hand, but it was a faith point where she, by her heart, began to draw supernatural power out of the Messiah and was supernaturally healed from bleeding. You can touch the things of the Spirit and smell. Ephesians 5.2, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. The aroma of the Lord. There was one prophetic brother that I know of that he knew the presence of the Lord was moving when he would smell roses, which is, uh, there's no Bible verse for that, so don't make that a deal. But it's just, he, he really was like, I, I really, I have this sensation. Now, I don't think that should be normative. I'm not laying that as normative, but I'm telling you, there are manifestations of the aroma, the fragrant offering of the Lord where you literally like tasting or smelling the glory of who he is. And I don't mean this in a physical way. I mean it in a spiritual way. So add to this spiritual drinking of living water and of the Lord's blood. John 4, John 7. Jesus says, drink the living water I give you. Drink my blood. How is your drinking? Do you have a drinking problem? Do you, as in, you're not drinking enough. Because you're supposed to savor and take in the literal presence of God not just listen to inspiring sermons that get you a little juice in your tank and then you run out by Tuesday. You're supposed to literally drink of this living water. Spiritual eating of his flesh. He says, eat my flesh. Spiritual rest in his grace. And on and on and on. Spiritual walking by faith. Spiritual worship. All these metaphors of the natural realm. Eating, drinking, walking, 
All these things you can do in the spirit realm. You need to be developing and walking in these things. At the core of how the physical faculties operate is feeling. How they operate. That's how we would say it. We, sometimes feelings means emotions. Sometimes feelings means, you know, I got hit on the leg. But feelings really is a larger banner thing of how the natural realm operates. I feel the food. I feel the smell. I hear the sounds coming. I feel the sounds. Are, okay, that's feeling. But at the core of how the spiritual faculties operate is faith. Faith is how you move in all these things, okay? How you see in the spirit, smell in the spirit, taste in the okay? It's here in the spirit. It's faith. And this is the thing that doesn't come natural from the natural man in us, but it's supplied for us in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is trying to train us how to see by faith, hear by faith, touch by faith, move by faith. And there's going to be a, there's going to be a, a, a certain argument from your feeling brain that says this is ridiculous. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a guy who I, I, I don't want people to go you know, beyond the bounds of Scripture. Amen. I do that. But I, sometimes I'll go, wow, I, I hope those people don't go overboard trying to spiritualize everything. And I just lately felt like the Lord's saying, you know what? You're not under-spiritualizing things. You're, I mean, you're not over-spiritualizing. You're under-spiritualizing them. I need you to look for more of what's operating around you. I'm constantly moving. I'm constantly operating and doing supernatural things around you. So, faith is how you navigate the invisible realm. Faith is not just believing in unseen things. I got the information. I believe, you know, I believe he's there. It's, it is this, but it's actually a step further in that it's the relating to the unseen things. So by the way, there's the believing they exist, and it says even the demons believe God exists and shudder. The believers and sons and daughters of God, we actually relate with the spiritual realm. The word of God frames up or gives parameters in how we operate by faith that the Lord and his truth. We want Bible to set that, that, that parameter for us, but the disciple of Jesus is to be growing in all of these things. So I share all this with you, Asking how you're doing in these things. God's looking for, I'm telling you, the only way you should be living, you can live the overcoming life. And I believe navigate these last days is if you grow in your spiritual activity in those senses. Not just, I listen, I think you can learn to speak in tongues and miss the relatability. I'm pro-tongues, by the way. I'm I'm pro anything Bible gives to the Spirit. I'm pro that. But I've known some people that do that that are a little bit illiterate in relating with the living God. They get the, it's like, yeah, I'm all, I just think of as tongues as like a fruit on a tree. And they're just like, I got dozens and dozens of apples. I just, I got apples everywhere. Like, eh, but do you know the root and the sap? That's the point. You're rooted in him and the sap can come and you're aware of what he's wanting to do when he wants you to speak in time. How are you going to operate in that thing and how God's moving? So I think that spiritual discipleship should include us helping people hone in their ear, eye, smell, taste, touch of the things of the spirit. And I would ask you, hoping not to produce one ounce of condemnation, I don't want to waste your time with that, but I want to get your focus right. Disciples, there's so little spiritual education at times in the body of Christ. So when I do lab time, you've seen us do it, I'm practicing that. I'm not just trying to have word of knowledge about people. It's fun when you say something, they go, oh, you read my mind. And 
that's fun, but I but that's the that's the experience on the outside of Sammy having a relationship with his daddy. And me learning to watch where my daddy's hand is moving. Watching where the Spirit of God's moving, that's the skill I want. I'm not looking for the applause of, oh, we hit it, all right? We really want to be a people who grow in these areas. So, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus in this room that you would strengthen our spiritual faculties. God, may we hear like we've never heard, see like we've never seen, touch like we've never touched, taste like we've never taken, and smell. Lord, I pray for spiritual, a lot of more spiritual eating, spiritual drinking, spiritual walking, moving in the spirit realm. Lord God, enlighten the eyes of our heart. So, <clears throat> when I'm in college at, at SBU in 1988. My mom and dad had got divorced a year before. I had, of 20, since I was 12, I'd been trying to get married, chasing every girl. I just looking, I don't know, I just wanted to be married. I want to have a family. It was in my heart. And then Amy, Amy Brown is over there and she's walking. You've heard me say this. I have a visual, visceral experience. Of her in the white sweatpants, run. She's out on. She's out. You know, she's on the track team. I see her the first time. I still remember it. Well, that was a that was a physiological, if you will, experience. But something else happened. I got. She got around some people. I was in. We were in a room together, and something in my spirit, man, started moving. Started moving and knowing. Uh oh, that's the one. That's the one. We started. No, we knew it before we ever started dating. And so, I'm not saying everybody has to do that, and don't feel guilty if you didn't have that, but you can discover it later. But something spiritual, we start responding. The Spirit of God would kind of fall on us when we were in a room together, and we'd fall on. And probably neither one of us, she, she didn't plan at all to marry a preacher, and I never planned to marry the redhead from, okay? And, and both our resumes were different than what we thought each other were going to have. But it didn't matter what our resumes were. It mattered what the father was doing. Does that make sense? So when I step into that, and that's what I wanted for all my babies. I got five, nine kids, five are married, is I don't care really about the resume. of the. I, what I care about are they discerning what the father's putting together. Because God wanted to release nine eternal human beings through Amy Brown and Sam McVeigh. There was a destiny for us to be together and to do what we're doing. And so that ground of that faith, it was a spiritual experience. I meet with a crazy Mennonite who's half nuts in 2014, right? You told the story. And I'm like, what? And he, he and I go through a discernment process. Matthew and I are doing a lot of ministry together right now. And it wasn't because we sat down and went, hey, you and I together, we'll get a lot done. It's because we sensed, right? You wouldn't have kept hanging out with me. Not that impressive. We're sitting there. The Spirit of God just kept showing up when we went. And then we sensed, uh, uh, the touch of the Lord. And it could see in the Spirit, oh, he's doing something. It's a powerful deal. Um, sorry, I'm getting these illustrations. Um, my kiddo's going to college. It's not, an, it's not an automatic that my kids go to college. What's an automatic is that they follow the Holy Spirit. I want to teach them. Does that make sense? Park City... Here's elders from Park City 
Church of Park City, we're staying together. It's so good. I love Kathy told me the other day because they're going through some transition and they're and she said, I prayed again. Are we supposed to be with Disciple Nations? And I'm waiting. Because <laughs> they've been with us for a little while. And she says, and I felt like the Lord said yes. And I'm like, I'm glad for it, but I was so I told her, I'm so proud you re-asked the question. Because this isn't about we're with you and we're forever with you. This is about what's the Lord doing in every season. We want people around us that are constantly discerning what the Spirit's doing. Amen? This may seem real basic, but it's a huge deal. So, Lord, I pray in this room, we teach us to see you. Even now. Right now, maybe we're thinking about the ache in the body, the hunger in the stomach, the thing we got to get to. But break, break through and train us, a room full of disciples, how to see in the Spirit.